0: So I'm super excited to let all of our listeners know that we have our first sponsor. And this is a big deal for me. It's a big deal in many ways, but the most important thing is that I wouldn't choose a sponsor that I didn't believe in. And our sponsor is Denny Tato. She is the president of Corporate Consciousness and she uses a tool called the Enneagram. And if you don't know what the Enneagram is, it's an amazing assessment and it really helps in building emotional intelligence. I've used it, my husband has used it, I've recommended it to teams and to clients, but it's not just the tool. It's really more than that. It's Denny. Denny has this innate ability to coach teams and individuals. I know this because I coach others too. So take it from me. She's pretty amazing. So if you want to develop your greatest asset, your employees, you're ready to take it to the next level, check out corpconsciousness.com. The drinking piece I am grateful for every day. The blown thing I'm still figuring out because mm-hmm. I'm still wounded from it. I still have debt from it, which I'm like pissed off that I have. <laughs> Failing. 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 I know. When we talk about failure. Some
1: battles you feel like you lost. And survival. Some battles you feel like you win. It's tough.
0: I had to make some decisions. <laughs> We've all faced failure, but what steps do we take to launch ourselves into success? I'm Sarah Brown. There is life to achieve your dream. And then what we do with it. And this is failing forward. Today is gonna to be a little bit different. Um, a couple of people have been asking me, Hey, when are you gonna share your story? And for the last, I'd say six months, I've been avoiding it. And then when I interviewed Jamie Smith couple months ago, I realized now I know who is the person that I want to interview me. So today, roles are reversed. Jamie Smith is here, and he's going to be interviewing me about my story. So I'm a little nervous, listeners, and I'm going to hand it over to him.
1: You know what, Sarah? I should be the one that's nervous and trying to fill your shoes, mm-hmm. but it means a lot to me that you uh, trust in me enough to to try to fill your shoes. But I want to start out by asking you the question, when you decided you wanted to do this podcast, you created it as Failing Forward. Tell me why. What, what does that mean to you? And what did you want to get out of this?
0: So you asked me that. You like prepped me with that question, you know, and I started to think about it. And um, I don't think that it was sort of one moment that happened. I think it was a collection of events. And I think all of us have these collection of events that spark a change or either a behavior change or thought change, whatever it might be. There were a number of things that sparked it. It was kind of the perfect storm. Um, In the past, I've shared about the fact that we closed blown that business of mine and I've somewhat referenced the, that I quit drinking or that I don't drink anymore. Um, And so So it was a collection of a couple of things that happened all in 2017 that kind of sparked it. Mm -hmm. And it was actually a lot of pain and discomfort. Um, And then I was thinking a couple of weeks ago about the fact that my mom had died like a year before that, around that. And both my parents were deceased. And not having both of your parents. Listeners out there, if you have one parent that has died or you have two parents that died it's very different because after two parents are gone you feel like a little bit like an orphan or
1: you're the la- you're, the, you're the, the the last of the living right yeah
0: and it's weird so i had all that happening blown is not working and then the drinking thing starts to amp up and i i think even my best friends and family members other than my husband my husband was the only one that knew that the drinking was getting worse but i wasn't your typical alcoholic. And and a lot of people, this happens, this story is very common with a lot of people that quit drinking. I wasn't a daily drinker. I wasn't blacking out. Um, but I was dependent on alcohol to cope for a lot of things, whether it was something good happened or something bad happened. If I had to go to a social event, it was my crutch. And I became way too dependent on it. And then I started, to, truthfully, I started to get really mean at the end of the night. And for my sweet husband, it was he didn't know who he who he was gonna get on that ride home. Yeah, it those that we nice. love the
1: most that we uh, put through the worst of our uh, our times, right?
0: Yeah. Cause nobody else but him really knew that. Yeah. And um he was really supportive. And the the last time I drank that that next morning I woke up and I was like, oh shit. I know some bad things happened <laughs> last night. <laughs> and i'm like oh god okay so i said to him something like um are we okay and he said we're not going to be if you keep drinking and for whatever reason jamie and this is not a me thing and a lot of our our my guests talk about a, you know a spiritual ac- aspect i like the scales came off my eyes and i was like that's it i'm done and it was from that point on. And it, it, I have to work it. I mean, yeah. this is not a, just a – it's finished. It's gone. I mean, the habit – I had to really work hard to change that habit. Yeah. So tell me this. Did, yeah.
1: Did uh, – you know, obviously you had several different things going on in your life. Yes. None of them positive.
0: No. Did it – Wait, hold on, though. There were positive. Because once I quit the drinking piece, then all these major things opened up. Okay. Like – Blown figuring out blown and closing it. Even though people would be like, well, that's negative. No, we we had we had an exit, right? We right? got
1: to a resolution, right? We
0: got to a resolution. Um and both my business partner and I did, because we had to figure out, you know, both of us being okay with closing it. Um and then this podcast is actually I was going to say, that was my, my next too.
1: question is, so you get through this, you decide to quit drinking, yeah. you start to see some positive things happen. Oh, my
0: God. I had two job offers, too. Yeah? Yeah. That happened, too. Yeah.
1: So, in this process, yeah. are you thinking the podcast is, like, a way to get through this? Or are you thinking yeah. the podcast is just a way, wow, I figured out some things in my life, let me help others? What, yeah. what was the... So,
0: um, a good friend of mine, Carolyn Michelli, works at Scripps, and she and i were t- and i was like you know my my coach told me that i should do something positive with all this negative that's been going on like make lemons out of lemonade and i'm like i i somebody said write a book and i'm like no eh, no no i think i want to do a podcast and she was like you totally should you did it before you you have a good network why don't you do it and it was at breakfast at sleepy bee one morning that we brainstormed it yeah
1: well that's great but when you were doing this obviously i've had a couple people say to me you know i love her podcast i don't like the name it's got such a negative connotation yes but to me it's total opposite to me it's like i can turn a past into something positive. Is yeah. that, was that your thinking?
0: So, total So, this was a term that we would use out at Camp Joy because I would go facilitate ropes courses out at Camp Joy and they would call it failing forward. So, you learn from a mistake, but you move forward from it. Jumping off the pamper pole. Jumping <laughs> out. <laughs> exactly. And, um, It is a provocative term because I know some people do see the negative, but my goal is so that people see failure not as something negative, but as something positive Mm -hmm. because you've tried and you've learned what not to do. So I never see failure as negative. I see it as courageous. I see it as I know what's not going to work. And now that informs me to what I can do next. Mm -hmm. So that's why we added that that's why the forward piece is right. just as important. Right. But I do want to say something about that. When I first came up with the name, there were people, and by the way, I didn't make this name up. I borrowed <laughs> it. But there were people that were like, I don't really like that. Um, but I think that's a vulnerability piece. Like if you're okay with saying, gosh, I really messed up, people want to hear that. They don't want right. to see you as perfect.
1: Right. I mean, it goes back to like the word constructive criticism. Yeah. You know, criticism's <laughs> criticism. Yeah. You know, what's constructive mean, right? <laughs> right. So it's kind of like failing forward. Yeah. What When you first started doing this, let's say you're three episodes in. Right. Had you, at that point, did you feel like, wow, this is what I wanted it to be?
0: Oh, that's a really good question. Um, so I'd say with the blown business, I really like knew, I was like, this is what it has to be and... I'm going to make sure that it happens that way no matter what and versus kind of being open to what the process was. So with the podcast, I didn't really have anything to lose. I don't, I mean, it was, Hey, let's try it. And so I was open to whatever happened. So every time I did an episode,
1: let's go back to blown. I'm assuming you probably had a very rigid business plan. I'm going to follow this business plan. Come hell or high water. Did Is that a lesson you took away from that? You know what? Maybe life isn't a a complete, strict business plan.
0: Yeah. And I think I learned how to be a little bit more agile, too, because we had to be scrappy. We had to try so many different things because it was a brand new category for the city and nobody had done it. It was just super new. But yeah, I did have to learn that. And kind of like I'm a little bit of a control freak. (laughs) And so sort of letting... It happened organically. Also, I got to tell you, every guest that I have, I this is no joke. This is like a gift of this. I have no preconceived notions of what's going to happen. And so when I leave, I'm like, this is the best fucking episode I've ever done. <laughs> right? Because it's like yeah. amazing. Well, you I know, feel-
1: I know I've told you after listening to episodes, you know, nights I can't sleep and I, I find the new ones on and I listen to it. And even if I don't know the people, sometimes I know them, sometimes I don't. Yeah, I'm like you. I walk away with that little nugget of wow. Yeah, that blows my mind. Molly Wellman, right. she blew my mind listening to a story. And even though I might not identify with certain things, I took so much away from that. I'm assuming you do the same thing. I totally.
0: Like, I did not know that Molly was going to share that story. Yeah. I didn't know it. And it just came out. And 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 so I, I look at it as, like, such a gift that somebody's willing. Like, when you shared your story, that is the kindest thing that somebody can do is to be themselves and share their story with others.
1: Right. But don't you think it's an art? I mean, you've had to develop this ability to get people – Number one, out of their comfort zone, maybe. Yeah. But number two, going into this as we're doing today without a script, you know, neither one of us know what we're going to ask. Neither one of us really know what we're going to say. Yeah. You know, neither one of us know how we're going to react to that. Yeah. But I think you have done such a good job. And I I have to think that came from the lessons you've learned in your previous fails, right?
0: 100%. Yes. Also, I... I started my career out actually in counseling. So I have a master's in counseling. And so even though I'm not, I don't work in mental health, but I use those counseling skills all the time oh, and it's yeah. listening. I'm Absolutely. actually probably a better listener in here than I am <laughs> <laughs> any other time of the day. Yeah. But, you know. Well, let, let
1: me ask this Do you think, looking at everything that you mentioned that happened to you over that year, year and a half? Yeah. Don't you think that probably every one of those things had to happen
0: totally. for this to be a success? I totally do. Yeah, I do. That's where I say I think it was just really the the perfect storm. And I don't know what's going to happen with it tomorrow or a year right. from now, but I'm excited. Going back to Molly's episode, sh- that she gets up every morning and is excited to see yeah. what's going to happen.
1: That was the one nugget I mentioned, right? mentioned you on. As I it was look amazing. At it, like, not what? What am I scared of today?
0: Yeah. What, what am I great excited thing about? Going to
1: happen to me today? Yeah. Right.
0: One day I wrote down, I journaled and said, "Okay, God, um, show me five miracles today." And then at the end of the night, I wrote down what all those five things that I saw that day. If I had not set my intention in the morning to be aware and to look for it, I never would have yeah. seen them. Yeah. Well if
1: if it's okay, let's go back yeah. to Blown. Yeah. You know, Blown's a new concept. Mm-hmm. You know, it ha- seemed like it took off really really quick.
0: It did, but we weren't making money. Yeah. I mean, uh, let me let me rephrase that. We were making money but not enough to to sustain. Like yeah. where we built was out in Kenwood and it was the highest rent district in the city. Yeah. And so we couldn't cover our expenses now
1: which makes it hard
0: which made it totally hard and here was the other interesting thing that uh, this very smart marketer taught us he was like you need people to create a habit around it cuz it's a new it's new for it's a new behavior for people so like women will get their nails done once a month or every or when it whatever pretty regularly right, right? blowouts weren't happening regularly people were just doing it for special event, events right. yeah so we I think if we had had more capital and we had stuck, been able to stick with it and we had moved mm-hmm. so that we had less rent, we could have started to create that. Because I went up to Columbus like uh, six weeks ago and they have like four mm. of them up there. Yeah. So I did learn. I, I learned a whole lot. I, I really did.
1: Well, I like what you said before about... Coming to the realization that you needed to close, yeah, was somewhat of a success, right? I mean, you could have kept it open, yeah, continued to not make enough money, continue right. to pay more in rent, yeah, continue to struggle, and and possibly put you in a, even a worse and darker place. Yeah, right?
0: I think it would have put me in an – like I hated driving out there. Now when I drive out there, I still have PTSD. I had I ate at Fusion yesterday and I looked over there and I was like, Oh, I don't feel as, but I still felt it. Isn't that weird? It is. Just it how is. energetically how I could feel driving out there. Yeah. And I think people a lot of people that happens when they go into work every day. Yeah. Can oh, you imagine? I've been
1: I've been there way back when you in have? my career I've been there. And it, there's no worse feeling, I no, think. No,
0: I never know? had that.
1: You know, it, it almost goes back to my, you know, my marriage when yeah. you get to that point where oh, I don't want to go home. I'd rather you don't just want stay to go here home. and work.
0: Yes. You know, I yeah, can yeah. add a few
1: more hours. I can go do something with the kids. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Let me go back to, was there a point, and I don't know if it was the drinking that made you get to the point, but was there a point in the business and, and blown that you said, I've got to end it here? Or is it just like, I've got to yeah. get to some...
0: Um, And my business partner, she might have a different take on this, but for me, we... We thought, okay, we—I mean, we were just like doing every hail mary we could, right? And so we thought, well, we'll get investors. And when we started to put the deck together, <laughs> we were like, I mean, we're like this performer that we're estimating, <laughs> right? I mean, we—who knows if it's either like you're basically hypothesizing right. if you—and um, we had we had a couple uh, meetings with investors. Um, And they were like, "Mm, you know, you guys, you're expensive. You know what I mean? Like, your margins are not good enough. So I think it was then, but I didn't want to – I really didn't want to admit it because so much of who I was was tied to that. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot.
1: Kind of your brand. I mean, I was –
0: new, yeah. And I'm not even a hair person, but I, like, I was – when people would introduce me, oh, you know Sarah Brown? She owns Blown, the place out in Kenwood. Like, it was always that. Yeah. And that was hard. That was really hard. You know what popped up though, which is amazing. After I closed it and thought about doing the podcast, the chamber came and said to me because I was doing some consulting for them. They were like, "Hey, do you want to speak about? Uh, you want to speak at Bold Fusion around? It was around like resiliency and uh-huh. failure and just so do you see how like all these oh, absolutely. things. Absolutely
1: creates opportunities. Yeah. Would you say there is any one lesson that you learned from the business? You know, from the business starting it. At- you know struggling and closing it is there any one thing yeah, that you Yeah no would...
0: but there are so many like understand who your customer is um really make sure that you have good margins um start off small i wish that we i mean we you would die if you knew how much money yeah. we spent on some of this stuff we spent yeah. $25,000 on marketing yeah. on our brand which is we easy didn't need to, do. to do, we didn't need to do <laughs> that starting out we're a startup right? right now i learned a lot now i know I understand brand. I understand the whole strategy around that. So that was good. Yeah. But so I would say, um, yeah, just start off small. Make sure your margins are tight. Um, and what was my other one that I said?
1: I think it was. It was just knowing the customer.
0: Know the customer. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot the biggest one. Love what it is. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really love hair. Yeah. Right. I like getting my hair done, (laughs) but I I, let me be
1: the customer, right? Right.
0: Let me let me be the customer. Yeah. But I didn't. I mean, I'm not a hairstylist.
1: Do you think if uh, three years from now somebody comes to you with a grand concept, Sarah, start this business with me? would it scare you off that you've done it no i would be like close it?
0: let's do it tomorrow
1: yeah i mean you've kind of done that with this with the podcast
0: but, yeah no you know, but the whole i would brick
1: and mortar thing and
0: yeah no i would in a heartbeat. i mean yeah. i think it's kind of i think that's what it showed me too that it's sort of a part of me it's a little bit of, it, it it's not a little it's in my strength zone to mm-hmm. start new mm-hmm. ideas and um no i wouldn't that did yeah. not turn me away. in fact it probably taught me that you know what you're good at it, you need to keep doing it
1: Well, people ask me a lot of times, especially after the podcast came out, if you had to do everything over again. Yeah. You know, and it goes way back. Would you get married? Would you have children? Would you stay married for 27 years? Would you come out? You know, and I sit there and and you want to put too much thought in it, but always my gut says, no, I wouldn't do anything different than what I did. Yeah. You know, because I, I, I think everything happens for a reason, you know, and I think... Your, bu- your life is like a book. You know, there's all these chapters. Mm-hmm. And if chapter 22 doesn't happen, chapter 23 is not going to happen, right? Yeah. If you hadn't done the business, if you hadn't struggled with the drinking, would you have ever found this outlet?
0: So the drinking, so here's where I am in the chapters. The drinking piece I am grateful for every day. It, it has made me a better person. Like I am, I could list a million things why that's so good for me. The blown thing I'm still figuring out because mm-hmm. I'm still wounded from it. I still have debt from it which I'm like pissed off that I have, <laughs> you know? I mean let's let's um also like I want to be respectful some people have a lot of debt that they have to carry. I don't have children. I'm happily married and I, we have two incomes. So I'm grateful for that, but it weighs on me. Like right. it's heavy.
1: It's still there. It's
0: still there and and I think about God, what if I didn't have that? But for some reason, I think it's a learning lesson for me right yeah. now. I don't know what it is. So right. yes, on the drinking, for sure. The blown thing, I think if you ask me in two years, I'll have a different yeah. story. I think maybe it's still a little raw right. with the money thing.
1: Right. Well, you, you had asked me, and I know you've asked the same question in many of your, your other guests, you know, how awkward things can be like after it happens. Yeah. You know, like when people ask you how's I'm sure for months after how's Ugh. the business going?
0: And I'm like, "No, we closed it." <laughs> yeah. And this is what they say. "How is blown?" I'll be like, "No, we closed it." And then they look so sad. And I'm like, "No, no, no, it's a good <laughs> thing." It's probably like when you got divorced. Exactly,
1: right? That's what I was thinking. It's the same exact answer. I even know it was a good thing. Yeah. It was good to get a divorce. Yeah. Now, on the drinking side, how hard is it for you because sorry, we're a drinking society, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everything centers around happy hours, receptions. How do how do you interact with that? I mean, how's it? How do you um,
0: handle it? So I'd say like the first year, it was really hard, and I had to be very protective of myself. So I didn't go to a lot of happy hours because that would have been a trigger for right. me for sure. Like I want to have fun. Oh my god, everybody right. else is having fun. <laughs> and then I'd say after year two, it it has gotten so much. Now I can go, and I'm cool with it. Now, my closest friends know that I'm not going to stay out with them right. past 1030 when the lights are out in them because they're super buzzed. Right. I'm like, I've had my good conversations. We've connected, we've go. giggled, and now I'm ready to go. Right. And they get – I mean, people get that. You know what I mean? Well, I they know, don't You don't and I have even
1: had you, – you, you know, you've talked about meeting me for – you know, to, to talk on d- certain things. Yeah. And you've even said to me, we can meet for happy hour. We can meet after yeah. work. Yeah. And, of course, my mind's for saying, why would she, why would she want to do
0: that? No, <laughs> yeah, because, but... well, Jamie, let me also say that my parents modeled it really well. So my dad was a recovering alcoholic before my parents got married. And my mom drank. And they taught us that, look, you, you have an allergy. So you got to accept it because the rest of the world doesn't. Yeah. And it's not their fault that they don't. So get over it and enjoy life. Yeah. Do you so ever feel like cool. people
1: I don't want to say judge you or use it against you, but like if somebody would suggest happy hour and you said no, let's meet for coffee. I mean, whether they know your story or not, do you feel like oh, I've got to I've got to explain this or do you just um, just kind of move forward and say no, I can't do that. Let's do it for lunch. Let's do it for coffee.
0: You know, I think if it was somebody that was like a customer that I didn't know really well, and I was trying to get that business, I think that would be really hard. Mm-hmm. Like if I were a traveling, if I were in sales and I traveled, I think that would be really yeah. hard. But with everybody else, no, I don't mind being like yeah. saying, no, can you meet me? Yeah, right. because uh, yeah. There is a tinge though, because if I'm just meeting somebody, of course I want them to like me, right? right? And if they, and if I'm not comfortable to do that with them yet, yeah, then that would make it hard, I think. Yeah. But everybody else.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was in a in a golf outing recently, and yeah. the, the partner I was golfing with, you know, we talked about all kinds of things. In the middle of it, he said something about, "Well, I know you're divorced," and he says, "How's your love life? Are you dating at all?" And you know, and it's one of those things where we talked about on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he doesn't mean any harm. I don't know how to answer him. You know, right. per se. You know, so what it's, do you say? Yeah, exactly. I, I just said, "Well, you know, no, I'm not dating. I have someone in my life," and and luckily, I knew <laughs> I knew this guy. Well enough that I could say, hey, and he is, you know, he's like, oh, I've met him. I didn't realize that. Yeah.
0: You know, it's it's
1: just, you take that awkwardness out of it.
0: Yeah. I think I'm more, I worry more about, too, like people being uncomfortable, less me. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Your answer
1: could make them feel totally uncomfortable. Hey, it's
0: okay. Now, I will tell you when I first got sober, though, I did make people feel uncomfortable and I didn't mean to. I just got, I just, I remember saying to one guy, well, no, I'm not drinking anymore like really abrupt, and I turned to Dave afterwards, and I was like, oh, I think that was a little too much there. (laughs) He's like, yeah, that was a little too much. So, I, yeah, I'm more worried. I don't want them to be uncomfortable with it.
1: Well, with all your listeners, if there's one or two things that you could say out of your journey over the, the business and the drinking, the loss of your parents, what do you think the lessons are? What are you going forward with?
0: I feel really called to help people get unstuck. So whether it's a limiting belief, whether it's um, a certain mindset that you have, I I just really believe that it's all how you frame it and how you look at life. Yeah. and And that's what I love about all the stories is that so many people went through so many tough times but they came out on the other end right. and with like incredible resilience. So I think that that would be, yeah. w- would be well, I think the, it
1: works because I know wh- even after I did the episode yeah. and when you sent it to me and you're like, oh, if you'll put this on social media, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I know, I <laughs> and know. I mean, I mean, I did it immediately because I'm like, yeah. you know what, this is the way to get the story out there yeah. and to not only heal myself, but also help me tell the story so that I don't have to, you know, come up with awkward discussions yeah. or awkward answers. It's there. It's there. You know, and I, I think many of your guests would probably say that.
0: Um, I sometimes do a daily inventory of like: Was I kind? Was I good to myself? Um, have I told you this before? No. Um, and one of them was: Did I keep a secret? Because I think not keeping confidences that somebody tells right. you, but like, was there something that I kept hidden in myself that I'm ashamed to share? And the drinking was a secret, yeah. right? And you had a secret. absolutely. And I think those secrets are cancerous and ter- they're just terrible. Right. And I, I love the fact that people share those stories so that they're not secrets anymore. Right. They connect us.
1: Well, it takes everybody different times, too. I mean, yeah. you know, listening to Molly's story, she went, I, I don't remember the exact, about a year. A year. Where she was just angry. A and year. all she did was cry and you know, not necessarily pray, but you know, yeah, you know, I think basically just why me? You know, yeah. why is this all happening to me? Yeah. And I think the, that it's very easy to get that, put that out there, why me, as opposed to, okay, this happened to me. What am I going to do with it? Right. And that's what I think you've been great at. Thanks. And I hope that's the goal of what you're wanting these to turn into. It
0: is the goal. The goal is possibility thinking, get unstuck, look at everything that's happened in your life as a gift. Regardless of whether it was good or bad in your frame of reference. Yeah. I wanted to say one more thing and then I think I forgot it. <laughs> um,
1: well, I'll say this. If you had done this, let's just say you had you, the business had failed but you hadn't given up on the drinking. Yeah. I don't think you would have been as good at this, uh-huh. would you, if not?
0: I love that you said that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think it takes, it takes every aspect. I mean, I, I feel that way all the I time. I don't
0: think I would have been as good at it. 'Cause the the alcohol like muted my soul a little bit. It not a little bit, it did. Yeah. I just I I wasn't my fullest potential because of that. And and alcohol could be it could be food for some oh, people absolutely. or sex or um, There's so many addictions out so there. So many. Right. You know what I mean? Shopping, whatever. Right. Um but it did kind of mute my spirit a little bit. I don't think I would have been as present.
1: Yeah, You know, I find myself, and I blame you, but I find myself as I'm talking to people all yeah. the time, and they're telling me something, you know, whether it's a failure or whether it's just a problem they have in their life, yeah. and they'll say something, and I'll immediately say, well, what are you going to learn with that? What are you going to do with that? And I always always you know, say, "That would be a good guess. They'd be a good guest. <laughs> I know you've given me so many
0: <laughs> good ones. Molly Wellman. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think you're going to get some great, you know, I think there's so many people that hear and I tell them all the time, especially if they're nervous about doing it. I'm like, go pick five of them and listen to all five of them because they're all going to be different, and you're going to learn something different from each one. So, well,
0: you are like the best cheerleader. <laughs> that was not the 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 main reason why I asked you was because I felt the most comfortable with you asking me questions and like, and when we texted earlier, it's just like we're chit chatting, yeah. you know. Well,
1: I think uh, you know someone said to me today, talking about our podcast, it's all about authenticity. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what I appreciate about you and your podcast is, it never seems like you're diving or trying to go as deep as you can to find out something that's going to shock your audience. Or yeah, I think you used use the word once, pimp out your audience. Yeah. It's not about that. No. It's like, what can I use from his or her story that's going to
0: help? Oh, that was what I was. That's oh, good. Thank I got you. you going. That was exactly what it was. Um, I also like the idea of having stories that are positive because we all read negative news um, and terrible stories that are going around the world. And I like that these stories always have some sort of positive outcome from them. Right.
1: I mean, you've told me a couple of of other uh, guests that have come back afterwards and said, you know, people said to me this. Oh, my God. If you hadn't have done this. Yeah. I would have not done this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I know your story has got to resonate with so many people. Uh, Both sides of it, you know.
0: Thank you. And I
1: mean, you don't have to lose a business. I mean, you could, as you said before, your job. You hate your job, and you dread going every to work every day. What can you learn from that, you know? And how can I move forward? Yeah, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to quit, but it means you can change things up, right?
0: Yeah. Or uh, that goes back to like change your mindset around it. Yeah. Shift your thinking because it is real. Like physically driving out there, I'd get a pit in my stomach. I know the turns that I would take, <laughs> right? Oh my God, yeah. that's not living. Right, that's, that's not exactly living. Exactly right. Yeah.
1: Any other thoughts you want to leave the your your listeners with?
0: No, I think it's perfect. Okay. Did I miss anything?
1: I think you did a great job. I think uh, you know the lessons in life are what make life worth living. Is what I think, and you know you're helping those lessons get out. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you, my friend. So you may know that our Patreon page is live, but what you might not know is that we recently added a new perk, early access to every Failing Forward episode. As a reminder, Patreon is a donation platform, and by becoming a donor, you help us grow and market the show. Plus, you get bonus content like our monthly newsletter and the Face Your Fears toolkit. And now, with a pledge of $2 or more, you can stream new episodes before anyone else can. So donate today by visiting failforwardpod.com. Thank you to our newest patrons, Caroline, Jennifer M., Caroline K., Julie, Carrie C., Matt M., Michael H., Hannah, Allison P., Ashley Kay, and Susan B. I want to thank our sponsor, Corporate Consciousness, and everyone behind the scenes, especially Adrian Donica and the team at Gwynn Sound. Also, please find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Fail Forward Pod.